The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change, and when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello, you gorgeous human. Welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. It is lovely to have you here, and oh my goodness, you are in for a treat with this episode. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Tracy Harris, otherwise known as the Instagram account Mums with Hustle. And I invited Tracy onto the podcast because I wanted to explore how masterfully she speaks and uses short form speaking content on reels and in stories on Instagram. What evolved was just such a delicious conversation about the mindset, about the philosophy and about genuine desire to serve and to connect with her audience. So you're going to find that this is a different episode. It's a longer episode because the conversation was so rich and juicy, but oh my goodness, it is worth every minute of your time. In fact, I'm going to listen back to this one over and over again. If you ever book any of my bookmark any of my episodes, this is one to bookmark. What you're going to hear in this conversation is how Tracy is using Instagram in the way that social media is intended to connect, to create impact at scale, to have conversations and to have conversations at scale and then to have one-on-one conversations. So as I said, it is a different episode to normal and I make no apology for that because I honestly think that when you listen in to this one, your mind is going to open up about how you make a bigger impact. And whilst Tracy focuses on working with female business owners to create the life freedom that they want, if that's not your reality yet, if you are not a business owner, but if you are in the public service, if you are working for someone else, if you're working for the man, none of that matters. You are going to love the insights in this conversation with Tracy around how you use, in particular, Instagram to create a connection with your audience. So if you're listening with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in hand, grab a notepad and pen. If you're listening while you're driving, walking or at the gym, then just make a note of the things that you want to come back to. Enjoy. Tracy Harris, welcome. Welcome to Speaking with Confidence. My goodness, it is so good to have you here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm pumped to get into it and to connect with your audience. It's a big deal and a privilege. So thank you. Thank you. Now, I've just told my listeners a little bit about you, but I find it's always so much more interesting to hear 
the who you are and what you do story and why do you exist? Why do you why do you care? What's what's the Tracy story for our listeners? Who are you? What do you do and why? Well, there's the elevator pitch story and then there's like the real us Give sitting us around real. a fire pit having some sangria story. I want the sangria story. Oh, okay then. Well, essentially, I think the origins for me is that I was that little girl that always felt like she was made for more, even though my environment didn't really match the feeling that I had inside. And so I was born in 1984 in Cape Town, South Africa, at the peak of the apartheid, and Mm. Nelson Mandela was in prison, and I am a person of colour as is my family. And so at that time in South Africa, we lived under legal racial segregation. So as coloured people, which is on my birth certificate, we were told where we could live, where we could go to school, which beaches we could go to and not go to, which restaurants we could eat at, different toilet blocks in public spaces, different buses, all of the things. And so for me... That feeling of being trapped or told, this is who you are, this is where you can go, this is all you'll be. Like I felt that I was born into that world where Mm. that was imposed upon me. And then when I was five years old, my parents got a very exciting letter which said they've been accepted to migrate to Australia And at that time, it was only Canada and Australia that were accepting South African migrants and we it took two years for our application to go through and it was all very sudden when it happened. And so we up and moved and came to Australia and no one ever followed. It was literally just our nuclear family and my parents, I just think, oh, my gosh, how brave. Like if I had Mm -hmm. to do that right now and my parents were younger than I am now they were in their mid-30s when this happened with three children and no jobs and just like whoa and the exchange rate was shocking um for them to choose what I call now a life by design is something that you'll always hear me talking about and telling people that they can have their life by design and that you're not stuck Um, It requires great courage and it requires, and this is the difficult part, um, to rewire your brain Mm. one thought at a time. And then once you do that, like literally anything is possible. But it's hard and it requires this courage and for you to step off a path that is familiar and something that feels safe. And so that that is me. That's where I got my big heart-centered mission to help people create a life by design, a life of freedom where they get to be uniquely themselves and create a business and a life that they love. So that is the big why behind everything that I do. And so, yes, I spend my days helping women grow and scale freedom-filled businesses whilst living a life by design. And the majority of the people that I serve and mentor or advise, 
they are growing digital businesses. So they're either course creators or membership owners, or they have masterminds, or they run retreats, or they're coaches, or they provide a service to other business owners, or they're practitioners. So they really are impact-driven people here to cause change and create transformation. So I teach them how to package up their expertise into online offers and scale them, but also how to build an audience onli online that is a match for their mission so that they've got these beautiful followers, this lovely audience becoming customers. Because again, it's about the impact and it's about the lifestyle mm -hmm. that we get to create for ourselves in the process. That's it in a nutshell. I'm so glad I asked for the sangria story. That was so powerful. And I actually didn't know that about you, Tracy. I, I didn't know that. And it just gives such a greater depth to your, what freedom really means. I often comment to my fellow Aussies who were born here, we have no idea how good we've got it. Um, and in fact, sometimes I wonder whether that's one of the things that holds us back. We, we actually don't know what it is to fight for our freedom um but that's a conversation for another time another place that is um, one that calls for a negroni at the next fire pit <laughs> you are so on yeah. so on <laughs> um easily my second favorite cocktail after a martini oh um, i love a so, martini as well oh, I love a martini love a martini so you mentioned there that you one of the big things that you do is you teach women business owners how to build their audience yes. of gorgeous people who help your clients make the impact that they want. And like those two pieces are really powerful. Build the audience who help create the impact because it can be really easy to create a massive audience of, you know, based on my current um, based on my current new followers, it's widowed men who happen to sail around the world on yachts. Like, okay. yeah, we know that they're the bots. So to, talk, <laughs> talk to us more about, um, you're, you're a massive fan of Instagram. Why Instagram and how, how can Instagram be used to create an audience of potential customers? Yeah, let's just start with that last part. It's about creating an audience of right fit clients or soulmate customers. That's what it's about. Soulmate customers. I love that. Yeah, because once you have those people, then you have the possibility of having those people become like, you know, customers. But if we're just on Instagram and we've fallen victim to the must have lots of followers syndrome that is out there. And it's no one's fault because that is literally how they've designed the app so that we get this dopamine hit of collecting these followers. And we're being marketed to all the time. I say, I see all of the Instagram gurus out there selling like, let's grow our followings, let's exploit our engagement. And yeah, that's lovely, but you don't need as many followers as you think you need in order to really start using Instagram as a customer journey or as a marketing funnel, which is warm and helpful. And then of course, has people convert into being soulmate clients and customers of yours. It really, it's all about the quality of the person coming. Are they the person that is the right fit 
for your offers because that audience offer alignment piece is so important. If you are using Instagram to just collect followers and grow this huge following so that on the outside you look really successful, but yet on the inside, there's, Instagram isn't really producing people or introducing people into your marketing pipelines or into your ecosystem, into your world, then that's when it becomes like a waste of time. Why would I bother doing this? Like I, I totally empathise and understand where people can get really frustrated but that just is a red flag to me that that individual hasn't quite yet seen how to use Instagram mm. as a place for a customer journey, as a place to create a funnel that feels nice for the customer. It's an experience for them to come into your world through your content and then go on to work with you. So that's what's truly possible and that's how I use Instagram and mentor people in using Instagram. It It's that way. So th there's so much to unpack there and we will get to how you specifically speak on Instagram, given that is the topic of this podcast. I want to come back though. You said in your opening that, you know, you were born in 84. So that puts you at... Um, quite a few years younger than me <laughs> and really? my yeah I'm yeah I was born in 75 and so my first um social media platform my poison of choice was Twitter like that was oh yeah gobsmackingly Fair. awesome yeah hmm. when, when Twitter was cool um and I always I've always struggled with Instagram as a business or an audience building platform I'm going to acknowledge that it's because, you know, we've always thought that Instagram was for, the, was for the younger people. But two, because I was introduced to Instagram as a photo sharing app, um, whereas, you know, it was Twitter that I was doing my networking on, it was Facebook that I was doing my relationship building, and it was LinkedIn that I was doing my business networking. Mm. So for people like me who are listening going, yeah, but Instagram's just for taking pretty pictures of sunsets. Who's hanging out on Instagram and why is it so good to find your soulmate customers? <gasps> it, it's always so surprising to me. But also the flip side of that is it's so exciting to hear that there are literally oodles and oodles of people that are still thinking that because then I'm like, come over here, I'll help you. There's all of this opportunity over here. Oh, my gosh. So I think like absolutely every entrepreneur and brand that you love has an Instagram account, okay? Mm. So whether it is Tony Robbins, maybe you love him, um, maybe it's, I don't know, what's a brand that people love? Gucci, I don't know. Just they are all on Instagram and they are using Instagram as a content marketing platform. And so, so therefore the people must be there. All of the people are there. <laughs> so maybe step one for some people is just to hop on Instagram, create a profile mm. and start following the brands and the leaders, the educators, the entrepreneurs that you love and just start seeing how they are using it because they are using Instagram for their customer journey. They are 
scooping up people that maybe weren't ever aware that they existed before. Mm. They're getting in front of new audiences and then they are using Instagram as part of a broader content marketing strategy that brings people into their world. Myself as an example, Instagram is like a dance floor and then I also have my podcast. So it's my Instagram audience that is traffic to my podcast. They are traffic to my freebies that get people into my email list. My Instagram audience are my number one buyers and customers. I've, mm. I've got the most exquisite mastermind and have this is our fifth year of, of having this mastermind and I've never done a live launch for it. I've not got an opt-in or a wait list or anything for it. I launch it once a year. It is a high ticket program. I'm going to mention the price, not because I want to be one of those people that just like talks about dollar signs, but because I think it shows the power mm. of Instagram um, when used right. And when you have soulmate clients and customers, and when you understand content marketing on Instagram, what becomes possible. So the mastermind is $30,000 per person per year. Yep. And that mastermind is like Yes, there's an application process, but people get to the application through a Reels funnel, through my Reels content. That is And that costs me nothing. Yeah. It's all organic. So, yes, $30,000 products being sold through short-form video content called Reels. And that's it for the whole year. That is pretty phenomenal. So... I I mean, I use reels in the way that I use them. You 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 know I'm going to come and stalk now. Totes, I know, and that makes me very nervous. No, Um, get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm I'm happy with how I present, but maybe not so happy with the funnel strategy behind it. But from a speaking perspective, have you always been comfortable with the talking head short form content or did you need to learn how to do that for Instagram? Oh, okay. So this is the thing. I've always been a confident speaker. That doesn't mean I'm an extrovert though. So don't go getting that twisted, people. Yeah, they're two Um, different things. Yeah, they're two different things. My earliest memories of being a child, I was always bubbly, friendly, all all of those things. Had no problem speaking or informing. Turns out I'm a manifester in human design which means I do have a defined throat and my words do land. So speaking is my, is my thing. Mm -hmm. However, social media and going live on Facebook, on Instagram, um, sharing videos of myself, sharing my opinions and all of that, that was, that did not feel natural Mm, for a very long time. I was like the majority of people listening to this and and like yourself, like put me in a room full of people, I will deliver because prior to the last eight years of being a digital entrepreneur, I was a primary teacher and an executive teacher leader. So I was running professional development for teachers. I was teaching in the classroom. I loved it. I could walk into any classroom without a lesson plan, And just take your class and have the best day ever 
you know, and it would all be purposeful. It would all be outcomes based and everyone would have a great day. And that is speaking. That is teaching Mm -hmm. and speaking and delivering. And so I had those skills. But at the time that I was jumping onto social media to build an audience for this brand new business, I had major anxiety, like diagnosed anxiety and depression and acute stress. It was a horrible season of life for me in terms Mm. of a very unsupportive return to work and then not so nice exit from the workplace. But all of that happened for a reason and it's so that I could be here doing that now. So, Mm. you know, I'm grateful for all of that. But I'm sharing this with you because I had my confidence stripped away from me at that time. And coming onto social media, like I said, it was new for everyone. It was new for me. And I was terrified. The first time I ever went live, what was the name of the platform? It wasn't even Instagram. Mastodon. No, there was Google Hangouts. No, keep going. Foursquare, Facebook, Twitter. Look at her go. (laughs) Naming all. Oh well, I used to have the social media for small business podcast. It was it (laughs) was a platform where people just went live. Like that's all it was. Yeah, I never got onto that one, but I know it. And then. Um, God, was I that think, eight years ago? Holy moly. Yeah, like nine years ago. And then I think Facebook kind of ate that up and all of a sudden yep. you could now go live on Facebook. And then not too long after that, Instagram was like, ooh, that's cool. And so that's all the death of that platform. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, how frustrating. But I intentionally right. went on that platform to go live because I had no followers and that was beautiful for me. I didn't want any followers, but I wanted to practice broadcasting live and speaking to the camera. So that was really important for me. It did not feel safe for me then to go live on and or, or share any kind of talking head video on Facebook or Instagram because I thought that there are people there. So I was going to go to the one where <laughs> where I was not expecting anyone to watch, but my worst nightmare happened, Kat, and one person joined my broadcast. Somebody watched. Somebody watched. And then they were like, oh, I think you've got your camera backwards because we can't see you, we can hear you. I can just see a wardrobe. And then I looked at my screen and I could see like their viewing experience and it was the inside of a very messy wardrobe. It was like a, (laughs) it was one of our mirrored robes and it was open as well and it was not organised. It was like just so, I felt so exposed. And so then I just obviously realised there's like a little reverse camera thing that I had to hit and now I was on the screen trying to wear an emotional mask looking like I didn't care that you just saw the messy wardrobe and it was all on purpose, um, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was dying that's, inside. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and here you are. You survived. <laughs> yes. You survived the potential worst that could happen. Um, yes. You survived. How do you prepare now to do a live or a reel? I mean, your content is prolific. Oh, um, I've tried to count how many times you're on Insta a day and I can't, I just can't, I can't figure it out. 
But, and I mean, you're using all of the different elements of it. You're using carousel posts, you're using reels, you're using stories. Yeah. The part that I'm interested, I guess, in today's conversation is the reels and the stories where you're doing the talking heads or even mm. the lives. How do you prepare? How do you show up and, you know, is it spontaneous? Is, an, is it an authentic conversation? How do you engage? Because I'm a little bit the same. My natural state is loving talking to people in real life but I've transitioned into a business model where I do a lot of broadcast, but I imagine my people, I imagine that I'm having a real life conversation and I can almost hear the replies and I'm, I'm visualizing the nods or the shakes or the, what, what's she talking about? So how do you do that on Insta when it comes to audience building content? Yeah, well, firstly, the next step from going from, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die, they saw my messy wardrobe <laughs> and someone watched. <laughs> then the next phase in my growth was to speak more. Mm. And so I started my podcast, the Mums with Hustle podcast, and that's been going for almost nine years now. And I made a decision that I would publish an episode every single week. And that just meant that 420 episodes in now, like that's 420 episodes of practicing, mm -hmm. you know? And I went through a phase where I would challenge myself to go live on Facebook once a week or to go live on Instagram every day for seven days and things like that so that I could just flex the muscle because mm. we don't just start out being good at something. We have to practice, you know. We don't totally. just start doing push-ups on our toes for those of us that go to the gym. Like, you know, we work up to that and it's the same thing. So give yourself some grace and space mm. to learn and practice and have wobbles and just know that you can learn anything if you have enough persistent, consistent effort. And so now how I prepare looks so different to all those years ago because I would have to like really plan things out, mm -hmm. not, not necessarily script, but really write down following a framework how to structure a talking head reel, for instance, or going live on Instagram and I'd kind of have this one pager. And it would take me all day more so not to put that together but to muster the energy. So my nervous system yeah. was like feeling like I was being chased by a bear. <laughs> yeah. And so I pretty much couldn't do any other work in the day because I knew that at 2 o'clock I said I was going to go live on Instagram. And so like all of my energetic capacity was being used to stay alive until two o'clock. That's what it felt like. And then I would have to go to the bathroom multiple times. Like, hello, <laughs> when you're that nervous, yep. there are some biological symptoms that come there along are. with that. Yeah. There so are. I had many nervous trips to the bathroom and I had all the excuses, Kat, like my hair has to look good. And so like, then I have to like go to the hairdresser all the time. Like, oh my gosh. No yep. wonder I felt like my progress in my business was slow and I didn't have enough time to work on my business and I started resenting Instagram because I was like, oh, this thing takes so much time. It only took that much time because I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the skills at mastery level, which I do now. 
And so now, yes, you'll see me on Instagram multiple times a day, sometimes not at all if I don't feel like it. But yeah, often multiple times a day. And it's because everything isn't, is just natural. It's on automaticity yeah. now. And it's because it's a skill and it's a muscle that I've flexed over and over and over again. And when you say you go on now when you feel like it, it's because you're, or is it because you're always kind of in conversation with your audience and it's just sometimes you put the camera up in front of you and other times you're thinking, I'm going to put that into next week's podcast or mm. like there's just that ongoing dialogue that you're in. Yes, it literally is a community. So I've built mm. this beautiful international community and I feel so connected with them. We can feel so alone in having businesses that are built from our homes mm -hmm. and particularly those of us that are mothers. It's very non-traditional to do what we're doing still. And so it mm. feels very lonely and isolating, but I've built this beautiful community where we all know that at any given moment, we are in this together. Even if it means that there's someone else on the other side of the world whose child isn't taking a nap at their scheduled nap, nap time and they've got to go live and it's not happening and it's like, ah, well, you're not alone. There's about, you know, a million other people in a similar situation and all of a sudden it feels more possible for us to keep mm. going. So I do feel connected and every single time someone asks me a question or they leave some kind of comment, uh, I take note of that in my notes app. It doesn't have to be fancy. And I can turn that into a piece of content, whether I choose for that to become a podcast episode or for it to be something on a reel where I give them the answer to that thing or, yeah. you know, I teach a process uh, for how I'm overcoming a particular challenge. So I listen to my audience a lot. What the, the distinction that I just heard then is that you're using Instagram and your podcast and your other channels as a way of consistently being of service to your community as distinct to using Instagram to um, manipulate or to get more people or whatnot. There is, a, there is a distinction, there is a nuance in the approach and so that it feels good for you to go live, it feels good for you to record a reel, it goes good for you to hear a comment and then create a podcast episode out of it rather than, oh shit, what am I going to do this week? Yes, that is spot on. The driver for me is helping people either making people feel more united and connected with each other so that they just keep going um, or to teach them and to help them and to leave them better off because they came across a piece of content of mine. Like that is the goal. Yeah. And as long as that stays the goal, naturally the business just grows in terms of, you know, revenue and profit and things like that. Um, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said something along the lines of, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll naturally end up getting what you want. And so mm -hmm. just being of service to people, and that's not being manipulative or anything like that. It's a very different approach and it's an approach that feels good and aligned for me because I just reviewed someone's Instagram account yesterday. She came into my Social Method Society. That's a membership where the ladies are using Instagram to grow their businesses. 
And she had noticed that her reach had significantly declined for some time now and she was a bit perplexed as to why. And so naturally I went and just had a 10-second look at her Instagram profile and what I saw was maybe what would have worked in, say, 2017 but is not working today. Yeah. And if I had to, you know, just be honest, and I was with her because she wanted my coaching and my feedback, is that it looked more like a notice board or a billboard with overly curated Canva graphics, like branded yep. ones in her logos and, uh, and her colours and all of the things. And it just had like information and text on those. And yeah, that just isn't going to cut the mustard anymore. <laughs> you, I'm going to post a link in the show notes to a recent podcast episode of yours um, about using Instagram in your pre-launch. And as you say in the episode, whether or not you're in pre-launch, you'll still find these useful. But one of the things that I really loved because it was a bit of a it was a bit of a blinding flash of awesome as distinct to a blinding flash of obvious where you talked about creating um, story funnels and um, real funnels but where people then end up in your dms and you're leaving voice messages for them which to be honest is kind of exactly how this podcast happened like i reached out on insta and you started replying in voice messages and over the course of an afternoon we're like oh my god yes like yes i was like Um, i like her (laughs) that just happened so fast because i could hear your voice cat i could connect with you and it was the same with you. So I just, can you unpack not so much the reels and the stories piece because we'll post a link to this episode, but tell me why that conversation piece using voice messages in DMs is so powerful and how do you do it when I'm, I'm thinking some of our listeners are going to feel awkward, you know, like leaving a voice message for a stranger. Why are we feeling awkward about serving people? Like there's some kind of story going on there and I've done this for so many years and I've helped I don't even know how many thousands of women and so I'm willing to bet it's got something to do with you feeling like you're bothering them or, (laughs) you know, or you're being gross and like icky and salesy but it's not and there are ways for us to use our content on Instagram where people are basically giving us permission to contact them in the DMs. And so once they've given that permission or they've opted in by leaving a comment or by asking Mm -hmm. a question, what is most natural is for you to go and follow up and connect with them and serve them or ask them some more questions that you can then either give them a link to your podcast episode or let them know about a free resource and downloadable and give them the link right there or tell them that you've got this amazing mastermind where all of these other women that are just like them are growing their businesses together and just say, would you like to know more about it? Start asking open-ended questions in the DMs 
um, questions that help people qualify themselves mm -hmm. for the next part of their customer journey with you. And they will tell you and you will know, oh, okay, this person needs this freebie. They're not ready for my offer. You'll just know they actually need this free resource. I'm going to tell them about it. And when you do that with a voice message, and sometimes they even do this with a video message, I can be pulling out weeds in the garden, sending a, voice, a video message and saying, oh, I'm so glad that we connected. I actually have this free resource that I would love to share with you. So I'll send you the link in a second. But you're not the only person that has struggled with this. And I have this process. I'm going to send it over to you. It's a video lesson. It goes for five minutes and it's going to help you overcome that challenge or whatever it is. Let me know once you've watched it because I'm so keen to hear what has shifted for you, you know, and then that's it. Like drop the link. They will watch it. I had one of my mentees, she implemented a Reels funnel strategy that I teach my high-level mentees and she messaged me yesterday to say that she just grew her email list with this Reels funnel by 1,600 people. 1,600 people opted in through this Reels slash DMs funnel strategy and she was busy at the water park with her kids while all of that was happening. So, you know, this is so beautiful. That's a mum of two and like she's loving school holidays. I'm like, this is what is possible. But we have to bring the heart and be like, I can talk to people because talking to people is my job and serving is my job. And I think, you know, the little kind of nugget of realisation is social media and again i've you know i've been using social media since it started what we got excited about with social media back then was that you could communicate at scale you could connect in a way that previously only the big businesses could yes. and you know we we got excited then about the democratization of the internet and of course as things grow and evolve social media for some people has just become another wall. It's become another way of disconnecting and kind of holding you at bay. But what you're doing so masterfully is actually using Instagram in its original intention, which is to connect, quite literally connect and be a platform for conversations. Yeah. Is that profound? <laughs> it is profound. <laughs> we could talk forever. I, I just... But I'm watching the clock and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be one of the longest Speaking with Confidence podcast episodes ever. So we might wrap it up, but maybe I'll get you back on, Tracy. Maybe yes, we'll come back I would be, I would be delighted. Two. Yeah. So to wrap up this one, I'm going to ask you for your top speaking tip in a second, but where can people find you? Obviously on Instagram, but where do people go on Insta to find you? On Instagram, you can go to Mums with Hustle, M-U-M-S with Hustle. There's no underscores. It's just Mums with Hustle. And I have a podcast with over 420 episodes available for you to listen to to help you create your life by design and build your freedom-filled business and grow this beautiful aligned audience. And that's called the Mums with Hustle podcast as well. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and my website, which is tracyharris.co. 
That's where you Tracy can find me. Beautiful. And of course, all of those links will be in the show notes wherever you're listening. Tracy, what is your number one, your top speaking tip for our listeners? Mm, this one landed for me when I was at university. I was like 19 years old and I was studying teaching and there was this little old lady as a lecturer. Oh gosh, bless her if she is still around today. It's 20 years on. She looked super duper old at the time, but I was also only 19. Everyone looked old. Yep. And I just remember her saying, what you learn with emotion, you will never forget. Oh. And, oh, see, I already have the feelings. My heart. Yes. If you can bring in emotion whenever you are speaking and can, then you're really going to connect because people will not remember what you have said. They will just remember the energy and the essence and the emotion of how they felt in your midst. And that is what is going to really enable their transformation. If people feel good in your energy, then you're going to be able to create transformation in that person more than anyone else can. So bring in emotion and really connect. And that comes from being in the presence of your people and being available for your people. So important. So important. Tracy, thank you that there's just layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. There's so many layers. I'm like an onion. (laughs) What is it? Was it Shrek? Juicy, delicious onion. Was it in Shrek? Like, you know, layers and layers. Oh, my gosh. That is me. (laughs) That is you. So we will definitely bring you back onto the podcast very soon. In the meantime, go check Tracy out on Mums with Hustle and the Mums with Hustle podcast and Thank you, Tracy, for your time and your generosity today. It's been awesome. My cup is filled from being here. So thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting. Send me a DM, everyone. I will actually reply. (laughs) She will. She will. Thank you, Tracy. As Tracy said, as we wrapped up our conversation, my heart is full. And that is so true for me too. My heart is so full with that conversation And with that ability to share that level of intention, expertise and paradigm with you. So I hope you've enjoyed. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. So head over to Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson on Facebook. That's the Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson Facebook group. Or of course, given that this entire episode was about Instagram, find me on Instagram and let me know what you thought at Kat Matson. You can find the post where we're talking about this podcast or just DM me. Just DM me and let me know what you thought. If you don't already receive my email newsletters, you might want to do that. And so if you head over to speaking No, if you head over to impactfulpresenters.com, that's impactfulpresenters.com, you can download a copy of my How to Stop Rambling ebook and at the same time pop yourself onto my mailing list to receive my regular speakers notes newsletters alongside of updates of upcoming workshops and programs. 
I hope you've enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I, I can't I can't get over how much juice was in that conversation. So I hope you enjoyed it. And until I see you again, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you really soon.